Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello and welcome to Vitality, Women Leading Audaciously. Today, my guest, Sterling Jackwith, is a Catholic life coach, and I'm so excited to learn more about what she does, why she does it, and um, boy, I just found out she had six kids. Now, that's an accomplishment in and of itself, so welcome to the show. Thank you so much, and thank you for talking to women about business and taking care of themselves. I think we just can't talk about that enough. <laughs> it's a tricky one, especially in this day and age. Um, you are a Catholic life coach. Uh, so kind of out of the gate, you're clearly Catholic. Um, does every client of yours have to be Catholic in order to work with you? I say no on my website. It's one of the things I mentioned, but I, I don't, to date, I've only worked with Catholic people. I was not raised Catholic. So I became Catholic when I was 25. So I was not raised with religion and I probably thought, pretty common things about religion and Catholicism before. So it still feels kind of new to me, but I really did choose that in my adulthood. And because I talk so openly about it, I think people, people who really want someone who's Catholic and want a coach are really drawn to that aspect of it. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, so this is really interesting. So tell us more about how you found Catholicism and why you decided to become a Catholic life coach. Yeah. So I have always been entrepreneurial. I wrote my first business plan when I was 11 and I competed with business plans in high school and college. So that's a nerdy McNerdy thing that you can do. And I always knew that I would be in business, but I lived in a very liberal state and was just surrounded by really nice, but not religious people. And so I wasn't anti-religion. I could see that it was great for some people. That's kind of how I felt about it. Like, oh yeah, I see the community aspects and there's some goodness there, but I just didn't think I needed it. And so I went to college, I got a finance degree and I won their main business plan competition, writing a business plan for a dog training franchise. At the time there was no dog training franchise and I love dogs. So I wrote this business plan and I won and I won money to doing it. And so I took that money and instead of going into corporate treasury, I started a dog training company. So I did that in my early twenties. But as I found financial success and I was living my best life in Seattle and I was having so much fun, I don't know, there was something missing. I could feel that something was missing. And it was at this time that my mom had a big religious conversion and we didn't live in the same place, but she really fell in love with Jesus and I was like, that's nice for you. I'm happy that you did that. You seem like you have more friends. Like I was happy for her. <laughs> but to make a long story short, she ended up asking me to build a website for her pastor at her church. And I said, all right, I'll do that. My mom rarely asked me for things. And I had a long history of building websites. So I, I built a website for this guy and I would go to his house every Wednesday 
And then I would sit in his office and we'd make his website. And then his wife would make us dinner and I'd sit and have dinner with this couple. And it was, I think, the first time that I had seen a healthy marriage. I grew up with a single mom and I was kind of surrounded by divorced kids. And it was the first time. Yeah, I saw like, oh, that looks different. That looks nice. I think I just had a really toxic idea of marriage. Yeah. But I didn't want it. And they really brought me to Jesus. Like it was really their witness that really changed my heart in a, in a deep way. And I was 24. So I was 24. And that was the year I went, well, I guess I'll get married. Cause before then I was like, I don't want any kids. I want to get married. I don't want to mess around with any of that. Mm. And so I met my husband online. I met him on eHarmony and he was the only person who said Bible in his profile. I okay. really wanted a guy who read the Bible. So <laughs> he was Catholic and we went out on our first date and all we did was argue about the Vatican. I was like, the Catholic church hates women and it's a bunch of old white guys and wow. so lame, but we had such a great time arguing. It was so fun. And so <laughs> we were married eight months later and I became oh. And so beautiful. That's such a beautiful story. I was raised Christian, conversely, uh, completely hardcore. Yeah. You know, like Bible study on Tuesday night, Mm -hmm. uh, church group on Friday and Saturday, church camp. You know, it was like it was intense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting. But, you know, I have not been in a faith based relationship my entire life uh, up until the last three years. And it's a game changer. I don't know why I negotiated on that point before and I never will do it again. Um, yeah. yeah, it's really profound. It's so neat how you came to find Jesus. And it was through this affinity and this deep longing inside of you for a healthy relationship. That's so primal, isn't it? Just so deep. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us, we can find worldly success, but it still often feels like something is missing. And and the answer isn't probably for everyone organized religion but for me it really was and that that really gave me the peace that I was looking for not ease it doesn't make life easy but I felt so much more calm when I mm-hmm. chose that. yeah and I think peace is definitely something we're all looking for as you said uh, and I think like, we need more faith-based life coaches um, I just don't know how anyone does this life without faith and I, I don't have an opinion really how it should look how faith should look as long as it's not you know against peace or against life um, but I, uh, I just don't know how anyone does it. Honestly. It's true. I, I, especially the older you get and the more suffering that you go through your own or watching other people and walking alongside them. I do think that I think, how do you do this without, without faith? But I think for a lot of people, their response is they do have faith. They are, most people are very spiritual actually, and they just label it something different. And especially in the life coaching world, like the life coaching world really talks a lot about how the universe will tell you what you're supposed to do and how there's a plan for you and how you can know your truth. The truth comes from inside of you. And so I would say the Holy spirit lives inside of us. Yes. That's how we, we do know, we do know the truth is inside of us and we do have a truth that is ours and you can feel it. And I think the measure of all of it is peace. So people label it a lot of different things, but I would just encourage anyone listening that if you're not living with peace, go search for something because it is possible. Absolutely. And I, I would think one of the reasons why I was drawn to life coaching was I'd studied the 
I studied religion. Really, when I moved out of my house and moved to New York City, my entire life was spent outside of my work um, at that time was at the uh, Theological Institute studying religions. Because mm-hmm. dad was Jewish, you know, and I didn't understand why all these, these wars had been fought over religion. It just didn't make sense to what I understood religion to be. And when I found coaching, which was about 20 years ago, it was the modern language that would package the theological concepts that I had been raised by and with. And it was like a, it was, it was like this magic happened. And I knew that it wasn't me that was doing it because there, a good coach goes into a coaching conversation, not knowing and allowing the truth to become you know, revealed through the co-creation. That's like ICF terminology, International Coaching Federation terminology. And so um, I think that's why I've I've been drawn to it all of these years, because it's the the magic of the the Holy Spirit moving through these coaching conversations that is literally earth shattering and transformational, life changing. Yeah, absolutely. And my, so I had always loved business. So I loved business and I was reading business books and I, I, got a finance degree and I was in entrepreneurship. And after I became Catholic, I started a Catholic podcast for moms and I self-published four books. And I really helped, I would read self-help books, either psychology books or business books. And then I would pull out helpful tips for moms and I would teach them on my podcast. Brilliant. But I found that my life still felt chaotic and I would read these books on habits and habit loops and all of these things. There's so much great information out there. And I would do it for a little while, but then I found that I did not enjoy my day-to-day existence. And it was only two and a half years ago. So I was doing that for six years and two and a half years ago, I met a life coach. And I remember thinking that's dumb. Life coaching sounds stupid. That's a made up thing. I don't want to talk to a life coach. I mean, I was really judgy about it. And I think a lot of traditional religious people have that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I ended up having this conversation with this woman who was deeply Catholic and I knew that about her. And at the end of it, I said, what Jedi mind tricks did you just play on my mind? That was an intense conversation. Can I read a book about that? And she said, no, not really. It's life coaching. And she at the time sent me to go check out Brooke Castillo and the life coach school. And that really started my journey to really understanding despite all those things I had read, no one taught me how to manage my mind. Oh, interesting. Right. Interesting. So you have all the tools in the world, right? Like if you have, if you're reading Atomic Habits by James Clear and you're like, okay, yeah, break it down into small parts, just do one push up, and you get all of this information, but you don't understand how to listen to your own thinking Mm-hmm. And that your thinking creates your feelings. No one told me that. It creates your being. Right. And then your feelings drive all of your actions. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter what tools you have in your toolbox. If you can't manage your mind, you won't know which one to use or how to use it. Or, or when. Mind. Yeah. And so like this was right when your, la- your sixth child was was about a year old. Is that right? Yeah. Years ago. Yes. So she, you got six kids, you know, your life probably does feel kind of chaotic. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm just guessing with one, it was chaotic. <laughs> I, had kids well, I, always say, I always say the hardest number of children to have is the number that you have. And so I do. I often see moms <laughs> who have one or two and they look at me and they think, listen, how can you know? I said, listen, 
you always feel like you're on the edge of your capability. And so if you had had three more kids, you would have just felt the same way. Right. I think, yeah. That's like, that's God, right? He just always gives us what we're on the edge of our capability and gives us more than we're capable we become. That's the truth. Isn't yeah. it? And business is like that too, because we all buy into this idea that like, okay, if I just make enough money and I get an assistant, if I just make enough money and outsource my social media, we think like, oh, it'll be easier. I'm like, no, you're always going to ride that edge of what you're capable of. And it always feels kind of the same level of full. Yeah. And so you have a podcast. Do you still have that same podcast that you referenced earlier? Or is this an evolution of that? No. So I actually, like once I discovered life coaching, I did a hard stop on everything I was doing. I completely rebranded. I said, I'm going to only talk about life coaching from now on because I I saw that while I was giving them lots of tips, it was unhelpful without the foundation. Yeah of knowing how to manage your mind and your life. And so I closed that, which was hard for a lot of people because it had been running for six years and I just completely rebranded. And now that's all I talk about is life coaching. So how can people find your podcast? We're going to put it in the show notes, but tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. So I actually have three, which is a little ridiculous. I'm a little intense about podcasting, but it's my favorite medium. I think it's so fantastic and it's so perfect for moms, right? Because you can throw it on in your earbuds and keep momming and still be expanding your mind. And so I have a (laughs) daily podcast for moms. It's five minutes a day called Catholic Mom Mindset. And I love that one because I just little snippets. And my goal is just to hold your shoulders for a minute and say, slow down. I love you. God loves you. Mm. Let's have a good day, right? That's kind of the whole point of that one. And then I have another one called Made for Greatness, which is the name of my company. Pope Benedict has this amazing quote. He says, the world will offer you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Mm. Everything we want is on the other side of discomfort. Everything, everything you want. And so the Made for Greatness podcast is, comes out every week. And that one's longer. That's usually 20 or 30 minutes where I'm diving more deeply into a life coaching concept or a common struggle for moms. And then I also have one called made for business. And that is just for moms who are called to business, which is particularly in a traditional homeschooling Catholic world, a very unusual calling. It's a very unusual calling. And so I kind of say we have to flock together because some of us are called to raise our kids and build a business at the same time. And you just got to find your business friends. Absolutely. I totally agree. Who also can prioritize their, their children and their families, which is, I think one of the reasons why we're having such a struggle right now with the breakdown of the family unit and the state that we're seeing our country. And, but it's really spectacular uh, that these, these women exist. I actually didn't know that it was possible because I remember calling about my daughter uh, a couple of years ago, wanting to homeschool her. And there was this, a moment where she said, I said, well, I, I work full time. Right. She just paused and I felt like a minute and she just said, I'm so sorry. Mm. And I remember just breaking down and just starting yeah. to cry. And I thought, you know, there's got to be a better way here. There's got to be a way. So it's helpful to know that you have that. So you've got these three podcasts mm-hmm. um, and, and it's just so exciting. I love it. Five minutes, uh, a 20 minute life coaching focus. And, yeah. um, and this, uh, the business one, I feel like the traditional church structure is definitely changing. I know my daughter was looking for a church. She recently moved to Florida mm-hmm. and, um, you know, there was, it was really distinct to see kind of a traditional church, the Methodist, the Episcopalian, Presbyterian, Catholic, and then kind of these new 
I guess, I don't even know what they're called, but they're non-denominational kind of reform churches, which of course right. I was more attracted to because it was a lot of um, entertainment. Yeah. And it was really interesting. I just feel like the life coaching is such a perfect fit because the structure of the church, at least when, when I was going and even today, when I go, it's like, there's the, the pastor um, or the priest in this case. And, and, and it's like where, where, and you have support groups, you know, and systems. But um, I think that life coaching is just, is so you can just go right in and target and make so much progress and create so much freedom. Well, and with pastors and even people who are um, certified in spiritual direction, people go to them for their opinions, right? Whereas a life coach is really just asking you questions and reflecting yourself back to the person, but with the Holy Spirit, right? So I pray before my calls and then I pray at the beginning with them and we always invite the Holy Spirit in and the Holy Spirit gives me words, right? And I can tell because I'll just say something kind of casually and then a person will go, oh my gosh, that's just exactly what I needed to hear, what I needed to know. Uh. But life coaches, we don't tell them what to do. We just ask them questions and show them how they feel about things until they find the wisdom with God. And so we're more like guides. And yeah, I think there is a huge need for that, especially as the world gets noisier and noisier. Yeah, for sure. It's so interesting that we're talking about this Um, because actually I've been looking at Psalms 127, which is about really anything that we do without the Lord is in vain. Yeah. And so I just love how you're describing uh, your work because uh, it's just so in alignment. <laughs> I really appreciate the the reminder and the possibility um, of of the need for this and that and um, and six kids. So how do you <laughs> your vitality as a mom of six, an entrepreneur of many businesses, and yeah. wife? Well, I like to tell people that that God doesn't call us to something out of the middle of nowhere, right? There are breadcrumbs. So most most of us have done some form of what we're doing for a very long time. And, And I tell people, you know, I was an entrepreneur really from the time I was 17. So it's not like I just woke up one day and read my first business book. I've been doing it for a long time. And then he also, I think, gives us husbands or extended family or resources, time, location, support, to support the dreams that he puts on our hearts. So not everyone wants to build a business, but the ones who do, if it really comes from inside of them, he'll resource them to do it. So my husband had a traditional job for a while and then we didn't need me to make money in those first like three or four years. So I was able to build it slowly on the side while raising the kids without a lot of pressure. And then we got to the point where we decided to switch where we said, you know what, we're going to let you make a real go of this. And so he came home. And so he and I are together home all the time Mm -hmm. in Northern Idaho. We have five acres. The kids play outside a lot and we make it work together, but I'm also building a very big business and not everyone's called to that. Some of my clients are called to a smaller business and then their husbands work. And so I really challenge people not to look at someone else's set of things and how they did it. It's good to be inspired and to know that things are possible, but really look at your life. Look at the things he's given you. If he's calling you to a work, he will allow you to get it done. He will give you everything you need and it will look different than anyone else's story. Mm. Just open yourself up to it 
and it will work. He doesn't, he's not a god of confusion or trickery. He doesn't give us dreams and then say, oh, but you can't have it, right? right. He doesn't right. do that. Yeah. So do you feel like you have some time for yourself as well, despite the responsibilities that you bear? Yeah, but I'm rigorously protective of my time. So that's how I do it, right? We do not do a lot of sports and things with the kids. We do a lot of things at home. We have a very tight nice. church community that we see usually twice a week. Nice. And and I, I homeschool the kids. So I'm not going to school. I'm not packing lunches. We're not doing homework. And I say no to a lot of things. Right. I work 30 hours a week and then my husband and I kind of manage all of the other stuff together. And I say no a lot. And that's how I manage my health, right? Is because I just don't allow myself to get overextended. Sterling, your story is inspirational. And I really appreciate the message about the vigor and rigor around your time and boundaries. Because I think that's what we all need to remember. Mm-hmm. And I love the reminder that we don't you know, need to listen to what other people want for us, but really to tune into what God wants for us, what, what, what we feel clear about yeah. it in our hearts, because that dream is real. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you yeah. so, so much for being a guest on the show today. And thank you for your inspirational story. Yeah. Thank you for doing this because I think it's so great for girls in particular to just see the world is different now. It is different. And they get to do so many different things that we didn't get to hear about, you know, when we were growing up. And it's such a neat time for them to see that women really can run businesses from their homes doing something that they really enjoy that impacts the world. And I think there's never been a better time to be alive. Than now. I agree. <laughs> Hallelujah. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast dash guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, Tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.